0: everyone thank you again for tuning in to another episode here of the fearless father's podcast as always it is your mc the master of podcast ceremony i don't know we're gonna figure that out as we go along it's davo here today i got a pretty uh i always say i have a good one but i have a good one here for you guys today i'm talking to a father of four who hails from ohio the buckeye state mr ej kaku EJ is an Air Force veteran, so he is a brother in arms of both Ryan and I, and he is a big, big passion for fitness and nutrition. EJ is the founder of EJ Fitness, which is an online coaching company that's designed to get you to achieve your fitness and nutritional goals, which, let's be honest, it's going to be perfect for us, us dads that are going to be rocking those dad bods after the holiday season, so no better time to release this episode for you guys. With four kids... Plus he's working full time. It almost seems impossible that this dude is even finding any time to maintain his health and fitness while also getting his business off the ground and raising his kids. But in his busy schedule, EJ agreed to sit down with me for whatever known reason and is going to allow me to dig in deep with the stigma that dads face when we're trying to keep a healthy lifestyle while also raising our kids. So EJ, my brother, mi amigo. I want to welcome you to the Fearless Fathers Podcast, man. It's an absolute honor to have you on the show.
1: Man, thank you so much, brother. How can I top that introduction, though? Oh, man, it's going to be a lot of fun to have you on the show. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Um, it's an honor to be here and uh, just to to hang out and chat. Absolutely,
0: and that and that's what we do here, right? We hang out, we chat. So we're going to be talking, like we said, a lot about your lifestyle, nutritional, being able to work out and live a healthy lifestyle while raising kids, your mindset behind it, and kind of just what makes you tick in that, in that sense. But before we even do that, fearless father style, the toughest question of the night for all of our listeners, getting it right off the bat. What's something funny that happened with, uh, with one of your four kids recently?
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so I was actually on the phone with him earlier today, and uh, I had to get a list from him. Um, and I asked them what they really wanted for Christmas, and so, you know, I'm going mm. through, and uh, of course the, the usual stuff. Uh, Lego said My oldest boy, he's he's ten, and uh, he's getting into hunting. Uh, his his cousin hunts, and so he's he's trying he's he's getting into it. Uh, and he a- asked me for a uh, a knife, and I've never heard of this type of knife before, and uh <laughs> he says, yeah dad uh I want a, some kind of honey knife anyways, all right, I'm like, okay, all right, uh so I move on to to the next guy, you know, same thing he's like, dad, I want a I want a Lego set and a pillow that's that's kind of unusual request, but uh, a little bit <laughs> like a pillow, like to sleep, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But then he asked me, "Dad, I got one more thing. I want a pin knife." <laughs> no idea. No idea. No, that's great.
0: I don't get it, but I love every second of that. That's amazing.
1: And then he says, "Just give me all the knives that you can get. Like, what are you guys? What are you guys doing here? What are you?"
0: <laughs> you said they're like what, ten years old right now?
1: Yeah, ten, nine, eight.
0: That makes and sense. Four. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. All right, <laughs> getting into that True knife room. I love smith. it. True, true outdoors man, you're gonna be sitting there seeing them just throwing them out their walls one day, just trying to hit targets. that's I all think that's, that's what all you can see that's all they want that's exactly what it is, <laughs> oh man, absolutely amazing outdoors kids, I love it, I absolutely love it, or they're possibly you know just trying to do some trick shots while they're going with all those knives and Lego sets, <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about today. We're really talking about the health and fitness style that comes from you and where it really originated from. So as we're talking about that, EJ, were you always surrounded by fitness growing up in your life and in your childhood? And what was really the thing that ignited that for you?
1: Yeah, so uh, I I think I grew up like uh, any other uh, child that, you know, played soccer, football, baseball, all the sports, uh, you name it. Uh When I got into high school though uh it's when I started wrestling I, of course, played high school football, and uh playing sports in high school you had to uh, a prerequisite was being in a weight room and so mm. that's really where I found my passion for uh for lifting actually though I can remember being as young as uh twelve years old, I remember my my uncle, he was. Uh, we were in a garage, and uh, he had, like, this makeshift curl bar. It looked like an easy curl bar, but it, it really wasn't. I, I couldn't explain it to you. <laughs> but uh, he's just uh-huh. like, here, take this. And, like, he handed me some, like, old, rusty 10-pound plates. And that was actually my first real taste of, you know, having, like, weights in my house and uh what i would do every morning before i catch the bus was i would do like a bunch of bicep curls and then that was my workout and uh seventh grade but uh really man high school is where it kind of started for me and uh after i got out of high school uh, i joined the military uh Everything kind of just uh, turned towards MMA. All, all my wrestler dads out there, uh, you guys know that you can't re- th- there's really nothing that you can apply wrestling to unless you go to the WWE, right? <laughs> uh, or uh, MMA. And so I, I got into MMA, which actually got me doing CrossFit and i remember training for a fight and my mma coach came up to me and he said hey if you guys want to start competing for this gym you guys got to start doing crossfit and all my crossfit dads out there you guys know what i'm talking about but uh here i am i'm like crossfit uh sounds like like a like some chick class right like spin class or something <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm like crossfit whatever my first workout it was uh the it was filthy 50 and it was it's basically 10 movements and it's 50 reps each and that's why they call it the filthy 50. uh long story short my mma career came to an end uh, I got injured training for my next f- uh, for fight. I was just kind of like, okay, what am I, what am I going to do now? And so, I remember m- my CrossFit coach at the time. He asked me, he's like, "Hey, have you ever coached CrossFit?" And I was like, uh, "No," you know. Um, and I've only been doing CrossFit steady for like six months. Okay. Yeah, he saw something in me. Uh, I guess my passion for it or just, you know, just working out and passion for people. Uh, And that's where I kind of found my passion for coaching.
0: From what you're telling me, it sounds like, you know, the passion almost really ignited with your grandfather, having that makeshift curl bar, doing the pretty boy, you know, uh, bicep curls before you get on the bus every morning in high school, (laughs) middle school, even. But then really finding that passion when you join football, and obviously, you know, anybody who's played football in high school knows it's mandatory weight room lifting constantly for your conditioning. But from there, yeah. joining the military, you and I both know being in the military has its own sets of physical requirements, doing PT on a regular basis, making sure you're staying healthy and fit. But then you continue to go MMA, reaching MMA, going CrossFit. And, and it's just this continual thing of, like you were, you were almost meant in a way, the way that I'm getting it is like, you were meant to follow the fitness passion the entire time through from the time you were 12 up until now you're coaching and your own CrossFit coach saw that in you before you even saw it yourself into is, is that kind of where you like sit with that or how you resonate with
1: that? Yeah, absolutely. But even before fitness, I saw myself coaching MMA. Okay. I say that. But when I was in the Air Force, so the unit that I was a part of, there was a lot of guys failing the PT test. Mm -hmm. And and that was due to just banging out long hours on the uh, flight line. They just didn't make fitness a priority. I say, uh, you know, you make time for what you love, right? And what's important. But, I mean, honestly, these guys were... On the flight line, 16, 18-hour days, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So just, mm-hmm. it just leaves them little time uh, to take care of their fitness. And at the time, and you already, you already know this, uh, meeting PT standards is huge and it's vital in order for you oh, to yeah. get promoted. And we're seeing failures uh, after failure- after failure, and so they actually sent me to go help these guys get in shape, and we we started to see the the numbers start slowly go down, but uh, that's where I got my first taste of group coaching, and that was pretty cool. That's awesome.
0: So. Would you even say being in the military, if you never even joined the military, do you even think that you would even see yourself being in the coaching platform now? Oh, absolutely. You you do see that?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Now, is that just more because you didn't have, would you say, maybe not so much of a direction going through? Or, you know, you and I both know being in the military has its own pluses and negatives. And you really start finding out a lot about who you are and what you want to be. Right. And even work in the late hours, you really understand a lot of what's going on you're doing this remedial pt and that that's giving you a taste and from just knowing you and talking about you it always sounds like you just really care about helping other people do you think somewhere down the line you would have saw yourself coaching or was that was that never even in the realm of possibility before you
1: enlisted absolutely i think um my so growing up playing sports my dad was my coach He was my okay. coach for baseball, for football, and even when I went on went on to high school, he was still on the, on the sidelines. Hey, you know, <laughs> keep your head yeah. down. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so I was always kind of around the coaching part. It's it's funny because I've always defined myself as an athlete before anything else. I you know I was, saw myself getting paid. To to do MMA, but after my injury, um, I was just kind of like, okay, what's next?
0: Mm-hmm. You know. But
1: like I said, uh, when my CrossFit coach approached me, you know, and he asked me, he's like, "Have you ever coached CrossFit before?" And I was like, huh, huh, "No," but in the back of my head, I was thinking like, <laughs> I don't want to. like this isn't gonna happen (laughs) yeah and that was kind of like a a work in progress because he asked me again it was like a couple weeks later he's like hey man you might want to think about go getting your your level one certification but uh, at the time they would hold these uh, level one certification classes and basically it was a weekend uh at a CrossFit gym or CrossFit facility. Of course, beforehand, you know you would study the material. Uh, half of it was written test; the other half was uh, participating in the the group activities. I don't know what the price is now, but it was a thousand dollars. Ooh, yeah, for the certification. Wow, yeah, you kept pushing me, you kept pushing me, and I was like. Uh, I don't have $1,000. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'll go half in, but you got to go do this. I was like, man, he must have really wanted me to to coach to start coaching. So I was like, whatever, heck it, did it. And it's been a whirlwind ever since. It sounds
0: like it, man. I mean, from just what you're saying, like your coach invested in you. He He saw something that what really sounds like that you didn't even see in yourself or you even really wanted to touch because you just wanted to be an MMA fighter. You, you never thought about doing anything else, but you, here's this guy who is really just investing in you because he sees the potential. He sees the drive and the passion to do something that really, I mean, $1,000 back years ago now, and God only knows what it costs now, that really has to weigh on a lot of people when they hear that, like, oh, I'll, gi- I'll give you half. And you're like, you, you have almost that imposter in you that you felt like. Did you have that imposter? Like, you felt like you weren't going to be a good coach, or really just, it was just kind of one of those things that you were going to brush off? Or,
1: you know, I wasn't even really worried about if I was going to be good or not. I think what carried me through was just my passion for people and, mm. you know, seeing them succeed in every way. But, of course, fitness is, is my jam, but you know, seeing them take care of themselves. And so I don't really share this story a whole lot, but my dad passed in 2015, and uh, it was because he didn't take very good care of himself. Uh, you know, his health kind of suffered a little a little bit. Uh, he was pre-diabetic. Um, now there was a short time where he did really well. So the doctor basically told him, he's like, hey man, you got to do something about your weight. Basically had to cut all his portions in half. So portion control, right? And uh, start exercising, but not the exercising that uh, we think of. It was just him walking 30 minutes a day or two times a week. and. he did that for a little while and he did well and he lost like 20 pounds in like two to three months or something like that. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And he was excited about it too. Uh, I would come over and see him and he would be, he got this new wave oven. Uh, You remember those? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had one of those and he would always like show it off. He's like, yeah, hey, look, I'm Making some chicken tonight. Yeah, it looks <laughs> looks dry, that but <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So he got some bad news from the doctor. He saw his had heart issues as a kid. Or since he was a kid. And uh, they told him that he had to have heart surgery. And mm-hmm. so they had him scheduled and everything. For some reason, something happened, and they canceled it. And I don't really know what happened, but he actually gained all the weight back, and he was even worse off than he was before. And uh, for as long as I can remember, he's always been on uh, high cholesterol, medication, hypertension. He was scheduled for a second uh, operation. So um, I call him up the, I think it was a Sunday before he was supposed to have heart surgery on like Monday or something like that. And so, and, uh, you know, I asked him, hey, hey, dad, how you feeling? He sounded really excited. He sounded like he's ready to do it. And uh, I get a call from my brother the next morning. And... As soon as I get on the phone, I knew it wasn't good. Uh, My Mm. brother's crying. And he said, hey, we lost that. Uh, It was a heart attack. But from that whole experience, I thought, you know, if my dad kept doing what he did, and it's really simple, just being cautious about how much you're eating, not so much what, but how much, and just getting exercise, right? Two to three times a week. Not have to be anything crazy, 30 minutes. I wonder if he'd still be here. And so that's what pushes DJ Fitness. And that's the reason why I do what I do.
0: That is such a powerful story, brother. And I really, I, I really want to thank you for sharing that story with not just myself, but with our listeners today, with our fearless family. I mean, that is, that, that's extremely powerful. And anybody who's ever gone through something like that, you know, it, it's a very tough thing to even go through and to even think about and to really even just say it to other people who don't even know you. And that really goes to show the true character of who you are and why it is you do what you do. And there's just a couple things I want to I wanna touch on that, that you really brought to light that I truly, truly agree with. The fact of just going out there and walking 20 minutes, a half hour a day, even if you've never done anything itself, pays huge dividends like you talked about with your father. I mean, losing 20, 30 pounds in about two months. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. And he unfortunately has left us. But I mean, just those, just those small micro steps, taking those small micro steps to becoming better for not just yourself, but for your family. Absolutely. And I mean, we, we as dads, whether you're a new dad listening today, an experienced dad, like, you know, the quote unquote experienced dad, like EJ out there, or you're you're expecting, I mean, we get so wrapped up into ourselves that we forget things like this. We forget that the small things the you know cutting out all the sh- you know not all the sugar but cutting out <laughs> sodas or you know limiting your portion sizes you know just the, just those basic basic tools are going to help flip a massive potentially massive outcome for you
1: absolutely and i i think people get so discouraged because they make it harder than it has to be for some reason people overthink diet and it's so easy all it is is just portion control that's the key you
0: you know what's funny that you brought that up is i don't even use the word diet anymore because it has such a negative connotation to it sure a couple years ago a couple years ago i went to a military class the national guard started where it was basically a two-week program to get you eating right nutritional values exercising stuff like that and one thing that one of our instructors said was I hate the word diet because it's negative. Everybody sure. thinks diet. They think of how tough it is yeah. and you don't want to do it after a while. Right. He just started using the words. All I do is I just tell people it's not a diet. It's called a meal plan. If you Love meal it. plan it out, it becomes so much easier for you. We are so accustomed to thinking that one thing is put into our minds. It's automatically negative. And it's, as you know, it's so much easier to be negative than it is positive with things.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: By meal planning something. And, th- and that could just be whether you work it out for the entire week and write it down on a piece of paper or you actually sit down and portion control everything out for the week. Like I know a lot of my friends do that are big into the fitness game, and I'm sure you do as well. But just that simple word can have a massive impact.
1: Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, along with that, because there's so many out there, you know, and oh, everybody's God. got tons of different goals. I mean, for the most part, it's the same, right? I know for us guys, we want to have a small waist and big biceps, <laughs> <laughs> as much muscle as we can have with a small waist. Yep. Um, but I mean, really, it's just as simple as. And I, I get this question all the time. Hey, man, like, what are you taking? Like, what supplements? uh you know what what's your macros like and I'm just I him like, hey, you know, I honestly I keep it really simple. I limit the sugars. I don't do a whole lot. I, I mean it's the holidays, so I've been killing a lot of Reese's. Oh. <laughs> hey, tis the season, man. <laughs> tis the season. <laughs> tis the season. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's really as simple as three to four meals a day. No more than, you know, I would say 300, 400 calories, you know, and and that's really, really broad, but, uh, and also tell them trial and error, you know, you never know if something's going to work for you. If you don't, if you don't try it before I even went to that
0: class and started doing things myself, just researching the word nutrition gave me a heart attack. I mean, just completely (laughs) knocked me out of my own element. It, It really did. You know, I'd get the sweats, I'd be anxious, I, I'd, I'd want to throw my computer. And they, they broke it down basically the same way. It, it's extremely simple. You don't need $600 worth of supplements, you don't mm-hmm. need all this crazy stuff. All you, you know, I, I'm not the most nutritious person on the planet. I'll be the first to admit it, but. I've also known to take steps and get away from things to the point now where we go grocery shopping I'm checking ingredient labels on packages. Love it. And sitting there for a good 5 minutes checking the the fat contents and the proteins and the fibers and what are the actual ingredients. Right. And just knowing just knowing those things or even how to shop, I mean how to go grocery shopping, you know, people don't know start on the outside where all the good stuff go. is and then start making your way towards all the crap on the middle aisles. Right. people don't realize it's set up that way. I never knew that. But that's the stuff that doesn't get talked about. So, when I'm when I'm thinking about this and you starting your business, EJ Fitness, you know, how is it that you really structure like the nutritional plans cuz I feel like that's a big thing for a lot of people is that nutritional plan.
1: For sure. I don't call them clients, they're all athletes, but I have them fill out a questionnaire. Um it's really just to get a good look at if they have any medical history, um, those mm-hmm. sort of things, but of course get basic information, height, weight, w- what sort of fitness level they're at, or if they, if it's non-existent. Um, and then I kind of tailor it towards that. So what I do is a macro base plan, uh, just depending on their goals, typically it's always weight loss. For the guys, they want to get shredded, right? and for the Mm -hmm. women, they wanna get toned. And so really all it is, and I'm sure you heard of this, is a caloric deficit meal plan. And so I just take all their information and it's it's really simple, carbs, fats, um, and proteins. And when it comes to supplementation, I really don't recommend anything because if you're eating right, you're not going to need supplements. And so there's really two things that I suggest, and it would be a multivitamin and fish oil. And that's about it, really.
0: The nutrient deficit. Now, can you go a little bit more into that? I know what that is, and I've done that, and it sucks being (laughs) six foot three and barely 200 pounds. It really, really sucks, but it really, really helps. Yeah. Yeah. For those dads who are listening today, you don't have to go really in depth with it, but just just give them a quick little overview of what you mean by
1: that. Yeah, so caloric deficit, I mean, it's simple math. Really, all it is is you're burning more calories than you're taking in. But again, I do it off of the person's lifestyle. So it's just depending if someone's really sedentary, uh, for example, if they set a computer all day, Versus someone who's on a construction site, then I'll play with the, the numbers a little bit. Then it's designed to speed up your metabolism. So you're still getting the proper amount of, of calories and it's divided amongst your protein. Like I said, your proteins, fats, carbs. The reason why I get the person's, the individual starting weight is because, and I always ask, you know, what is your, your ideal weight? And so, tailor it towards that weight. As far as formulating the numbers, it gets a little complex. But basically, it's designed, like I said, you're getting in the proper amount of, of calories distributed between your carbs, fats, and proteins but you're still maintaining muscle and you're shredding fat at the same time. And even with training, so all these things, they have to all work together, right? Of course, doing our favorite thing, getting on the, uh, the Stairmaster, doing cardio. <laughs> uh, of course, program resistance training. Not everybody is a big fan of uh, free weights like I am. So, I put in resistance training in there. I mean, it's uh, it's a necessity in order to help promote fat loss. Believe it or not, people think mm, that right. Yeah, people think that cardio is the way to go as far as weight loss. But if you want to target fat loss, so there's a difference there, right? Resistance training is going to help you to promote fat loss.
0: And it's crazy when because you, you never even think about that, but you're absolutely right. I mean, everybody jumps on that cardio train. Oh, if I just run more, if I just run more, I'm going to lose more fat. I'm going to lose more. It, mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case. You're only using one tool out of a multitude of tools that are available to you at any one time. But you're overlooking something because one thing was, quote unquote, scientifically proven to completely reduce fat when realistically or my favorite is I'm just going to cut out fats completely and then I won't gain fat you're, right. you're completely losing a macronutrient. And I'm sure that makes your skin crawl when you hear
1: that. Gentlemen, that is a myth. <laughs> it's a straight myth. Straight myth. It's
0: one of those things that doesn't get talked about a lot, or you, you, you hear the, you know, the, the fake news of nutrition of, Oh, if you just cut fats or, Oh, if you just cut carbs or, Oh, if you lower your protein intake, all you're saying is lower your macronutrients and you're going to get healthy, which is a complete
1: oxymoron. Well, here's the beautiful thing about this is there's no one way to skin a cat, right? Right. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go as far as to say that my method may not work for everybody. And sure, that's the beautiful thing. And that's why I always tell people, you know, get out there, experiment with different things. Because just like training, uh, nutrition, uh, everybody responds differently to food, to certain types of food, you know, and even the way that you go about approaching your nutrition too. And I'm sure you've, you're familiar with this, is uh, intermittent fasting. That's a big thing too now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People talk about how much nutrition is such a bear when really there's, just simple steps that you can take, yeah, allergies and things excluded those outliers there, but really, I mean, with the way that nutrition has gone through the years and now that we're really starting to see more of a trend of more nutrition starting to come into the spotlight, I'm at least hoping right. that you're going to start seeing more of a shift where now I could barely even eat sugar without feeling sick, where years ago, if you would have given me a hundred grams of sugar, I would have eaten it like nothing.
1: Now I see
0: (laughs) 50 grams in an energy drink. I'm like, that's disgusting. (laughs) That's absolutely disgusting. When we're looking at just not even the nutritional aspect, we're talking, as we know, when people are working out for the first time, if they've been sedentary or maybe very lightly working out, just going in there, you know how tough it is to really get into that routine, to really get into that mindset and that shift. What's something that you would tell one of your athletes to keep them motivating, to keep them pushing, like,
1: man, that's a really good question. And this is where my my specialty comes in—the motivational part. <laughs> so, along with the questionnaire, I have them fill out a "why" section. And so, there's five reasons why they want to do this. Uh, I've seen it time after time. People will do really good for the first few weeks, right? Killing it, getting to the gym on time, eating all their meals, taking all their supplements, seeing some progress. And then that 6 a.m. alarm goes off one morning and they don't want to get out of bed. And so (laughs) what I tell them, hey, you remember those five whys that you gave me? What are you
0: really doing this for? I love that. One simple question can have a massive impact in what it is you do. And I firmly believe this, and I'm sure you're in the same boat with this. 80% of what it is you want to do is going to be your mindset-driven mentality. How much do you really want it? Is your mind right? The other 20% is going to be your mechanics. I think we actually talked today that it was like the quote that we talked about, Uh, way before this recording even happened when we were on Instagram, 90% mindset, 10% mechanics. That's right. It's just ironic that that came up today, but I I firmly believe that that's the case is if you have your mindset right, if you have your whys in place, if what you're doing is for the right reasons that's going to serve you, whether it's your fitness goals, your nutritional goals, or both, just having that mindset and just going in and yeah, waking up and not wanting to do it that day it's easy to tell yourself, no, I don't, I'm not going to do it. It's so easy to do that. But the moment that you put on those gym shorts and you walk outside your door, you already you already completed the hardest part. You completed that hardest part by putting on your shorts, walking out the door and saying, I'm doing this today and I'm going to crush it. So I think that's, that's such a simple thing, but it's such a powerful tool. And just by the way that it sounds, that that's really what you try and push to your athletes that maybe want to give up. It's, man, you got this. Remember your whys. Remember why you want to go out there and crush this.
1: Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the, the athletes I get, a lot of them, it's mostly health issues. And mm. so, you know, especially with those, because, you know, it hits a soft part, uh, spot for me. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, hey, You remember what the doctor said, right, about if you don't maintain your weight, it could get dangerous for you, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I'm just really, yeah, motivating them, but reminding them, hey, this is your journey. I'm just here to help push you.
0: And that's absolutely right. And, you know, going back to the story with your father before, it's- it's almost in a way that you can give back more and really, really push or motivate or help achieve that person's goals. Where you know, like you said, it's a, it's such a soft spot for you that you want to see these people excel. You want to see them motivate. You're not just doing it for the money at the end of the day. You're doing it to serve them and to give them that better life because you've seen what it could do on the other side. Right, man. I I think that's extremely powerful stuff. I mean, just just what you're doing out there and. Just for the little bit that we've known each other, man. I mean, you've become like a brother to me. For anybody who is maybe in that mindset of trying to raise their kids, trying to push it out there, what's something that you would tell them personally if you were in a room with them one-on-one to say, man, you got this by raising your kids and being
1: able to hit your goals? I want to see you walk your daughter down the aisle. Down the aisle. Walk your son. Wait, they don't do it at weddings, right? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to see you playing with your grandkids, you know, and be there at your daughter or your son's graduation, you know, and being able to, you know, have those holiday get togethers with them. And really, that's what I think of. That's what I envision, you know, and getting back to my father, I really miss seeing him talk to the kids and spending time with the kids. You know, of course, not just my kids, but I have a brother that has children as well. And so that's what I think of when it comes to fathers and their health, man.
0: I love it. And, And it's simple stuff, right? Be there for your kids. Walk your daughter down the aisle, play catch with your son, be there for the graduations, see your grandkids, you know, just go out there and just take a 20-minute walk. Start slowly moving your nutritional plan around, your meal planning, not a diet. Let's take the word diet off the table here today, guys. It's your meal plan. It's something that's going to benefit you in the long run. You know you want to do it. You've been thinking about it. So take that step today. Take the stuff that EJ and I have been talking about today. Take all of that and start working it into your tool belt that is a fatherhood. Really, really embrace that stuff. Make those hard steps. Cut the soda. Cut that other stuff. Cut the 900, calorie, 900 grams of sugar a day. It's tough. I know. I love it too. <laughs> but now I hate it. Now I'm looking at more <laughs> sweeter stuff in my life. I'm not the most <sighs> nutritional man, like I said. But I see those differences.
1: And I just want to add this. You know, yes, you're getting your health on track, but really what you're doing is just sending an example for your children as well. You know, and they're going to carry right. those those things um, into their adult life.
0: Don't be that parent, that dad who says, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> your kids learn more from your actions than your words. Your actions are going to speak louder than your words every single day of the week. So, EJ, as we're wrapping all of this up today, brother, you have dropped a ton of great nutritional value, a ton of great fitness value, why you got into coaching and all of that. So, as we talked about EJ Fitness in the beginning, where is it if any of our listeners wanted to check you out? Where is it that they could find you?
1: I am on Facebook. So, if you just look up the EJ Fitness. That's actually Instagram. I'm sorry. So on Facebook, it's just EJ Fitness.
0: There you go. And we'll have the links for all that in the description of this episode for you guys today. So you go check them out. Hit them a like. Subscribe. Reach out. Say what's up. Share your stories. I tell you, I've been talking to this man for a while now. Like I said, he's become a brother to me. Like a brother to me. Great man to talk to. Great wisdom. And just truly wants to see you succeed and become the best father that you know you can be. And before we say goodbye, EJ, in Fearless Father style, in your own words, what does it mean for you to
1: be a fearless father? Don't be afraid to make mistakes. This is something that you're going to learn as you go. As we say in the Air Force, man, you learn on the fly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There's one thing I want to say, though. Sure. And this is something that I learned by having multiple children is you don't treat them all the same, right? It's just like any other relationship. You get to learn about them, spend time with them, learn what they like, what they dislike. And I can guarantee that you have a closer, more, more intimate relationship with your children.
0: There you go, guys. So we've talked about it before. All your, Don't raise your children all the same. Learn their likes, learn their dislikes, learn what makes them tick, learn what makes them better in their own lives and just becoming better, becoming stronger as not just parents, but as people, because that's what we're here to do. We're here to break those stigmas. We're here to open up those boundaries, and we're here to really talk about the uncomfortable things that are going to make us better as not just dads, but as men and as humans down the road. So EJ, brother, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today, man. It was truly an honor and truly a privilege to pick your brain see what makes you tick thank you again man i can't say it enough
1: man thank you so much for having me man
0: absolutely my pleasure brother